0: Hello, we're glad you joined us for Stand Up, Be Heard, the podcast.
1: At Ford's Theater, we believe in the power of storytelling and using our voices. On this podcast, you'll hear student voices and perspectives about issues that are important to them.
0: We invite you to open up, check any biases, and hear what they have to say. Hello, I'm Ryder Walt, and I'm the host of the Blue and Silver podcast, I just wanted to ask if you have ever stayed up all night studying and getting ready for a test, and once you get to the test, you forget everything. I know I have, and many people I know have had the same thing happen to them. Although if you did get on the test, you usually forgot everything you studied for after the test or even the next day. That's because that knowledge becomes irrelevant, and that no one cares anymore because all the student wanted to do is to pass the test. In this episode, we will talk about memorization in schools and how many students often feel that school has just become memorization and that not much of what they learn can be applied to the real world, especially today when the answer to almost any question is simply just one Google search away. In this episode, we seek to uncover whether school is an educational tool or have students simply been memorizing up to a test or just enough in order to get by with a decent grade. We will first have our interviewer, Jack Iverson, interview Jake Swenson, who is a junior at our school and is also at the top of our class, as well as being on track to be valedictorian. We interviewed him in order to get a student's point of view on memorization in schools.
2: How do you feel about memorization, and do you think that schools sh- like should do this, or should they start to move towards more, like, learning-based curriculum. I think that school
3: should focus on learning-based curriculum, because you have some classes, like, um, honors chemistry, or kind of are actually shifting towards that kind of conceptual understanding, and then you see people not used to that higher level of thinking, and they just get burned on the tests, but when you have these just classes, like, history, where it's just memorize all the presidents and what year they were elected, like, what are you really getting? Uh, you're not going to retain any of that information.
0: As Jake said, we memorize stuff in schools that most of the time we forget, and studies have shown that over the course of three years, students forget approximately 65% of what they learn in high school.
2: On the topic of tests, do they actually challenge skills that you've learned at times, or is all of them memorization? at times they can
3: challenge what you've learned but for the most part it's just testing your attention of the information that you've learned and especially now with block scheduling that you've learned two weeks ago and so just the people with the strong memory survive and those who don't just falter do you think
2: the internet encourages students to memorize
3: i think the internet discourages memorization because we have an over- there's an over-dependence on search engines it's you ask anyone a question in their first instinct is to pull out their phone and Google it. It's just the ultimate tool for research gathering, and so it's always there. Why should we have to memorize anything?
2: Do you think that memorization could be caused by that there's too many students and not enough teachers?
3: Maybe. I Yeah, probably, because, I mean, teachers don't have enough time to help every student completely learn something, but I think that if students care enough and are willing to, then memorization wouldn't be as necessary, but it's just seen as the easier option, and so that's what's always taken in the school system, is what's easiest, what's cheapest.
2: Uh, do you have any like experiences with completely relying on memorization? Yeah,
3: especially in some science classes like biology, it's just, you get a list of terms, you memorize it, you go take the test, you get in it, you don't memorize it, you get a, like a, a bad grade because you don't have every term and definition memorized. But then if you go into classes like history where you can't memorize everything, especially the AP classes, um, it's just you have to be a good test taker. And that's definitely gonna help you more, especially on standardized testing, the ACT that we have taken.
0: On the topic of standardized testing, students take on average around 112 standardized tests in their school career. Now we will interview Miss Kim, a teacher at our school that teaches human anatomy, physiology, and earth science in order to get a teacher's perspective on this topic.
2: Why do you think memorization is just so common in high school?
1: Yeah, well I think there's a lot of content to learn in high school where I would say that kind of your elementary middle schools are a lot about we're teaching students how to learn concepts, we're teaching them the basics of mathematics, English, writing, reading, science, concepts. And then in high school we really start to focus and specialize those classes towards in my in my profession it's earth science and biology, human anatomy, chemistry, physics. And there is just a lot of memorization that comes with those those concepts that you just kinda need to Learn these things. But I would also argue that a lot of the memorization works together in systems, that we're trying to teach systems in upper level classes of high school. And how these new terms, these terminology that we're asking you to memorize, how those terms kind of work together. But just, yeah, in an upper level science courses, especially, um, so my human anatomy and physiology class, for example. We're, we're learning a lot of terminology. And then the other half, that's the physiology half, is how do those terms work together? So I would say that's kind of one reason in high school that we do a lot more memorization is because we're specializing our classes.
2: What's like one of the personal experiences that you've had with memorization, while either teaching one of your classes, being in a class, something maybe from after high school, during college, or at, or even after college?
1: Um, so my first choice for career, my first degree, was to be physical therapist. Um, I, for various reasons, chose to go into education instead because I love teaching and that was what my passion was for. Um, but as I was working through my classes um, to become a physical therapist, one of the things that was probably the biggest amount of memorization I had to do was learning and memorizing every bone in the human body, every marking on those bones, like bony landmarks, all of the muscles of the human body, where every single one of those muscles attaches and where it inserts on the bony landmarks, and then what action each of those muscles does. And that's huge amounts of content being asking to be stored in my brain. So I had to memorize it because the practical application of that, if a patient were to come into your clinic, you need to know what that muscle is. You don't have time to go look it up on the Internet. Right then and there, you need to be able to help them. That's why they're coming to you. You're the professional. And so they're expecting you to know these things. And so if I don't remember what these muscles are and where they insert, where they attach, what they do, then I'm not going to be very beneficial in helping. Um, I guess kind of out in... The real world, I guess, as my as I'm moving into adulthood and, and practicing these things in real life, um, there's a lot of memorization that that comes um, just with your everyday everyday life. Granted, you don't need to remember, you know, what all those river features were you learned in earth science and what all of these things that you're asked to memorize were. But a lot of those terms come back to you, and it's maybe about. You know, am I able to use those back in my working definition? And if you never learned it once, it's not much harder to relearn it later. I I don't think that memorization is always good because we have the Internet. We have Google. We can always Google these terms. Um, But depending on what your career is, what what you plan on doing, there are certain things you're just going to need to memorize. For example, your address, your phone numbers, right? So... There's memorization that happens in real life, but it's knowing what things are important to memorize and what things can I just get into my working definition so that later in life when I need to know those terms, I know how to look them up I know how to find them and remember them.
2: Do you think sh- schools should move towards like more tree thinking?
1: Absolutely that's hands down where we should be what we should be doing. Um, I think. There's nothing wrong with giving a list of terms, say, on Monday. For example, right now on my board, I have 15 different river features I'm asking my students to memorize. However, so I don't think it's bad to give them that list. However, the way we go about teaching that needs to be in a way that students are getting hands-on experience with each of those those terms. And getting a way to memorize them, that's not just a rote definition, straight out of the book, flashcard-style memorization. That's the the type of thinking that goes into your short-term memory, and then as soon as you take the test, it leaves. What allows memories to actually stick in your brain is when you have more than one association with them. So learning the terms on a Monday. On Tuesday, let's draw each term. On Wednesday, let's model each term. On Thursday, let's write a story using those terms, or something like that. So where you're you're using those terms and applying them.
2: With like tests and quizzes... Do you think that most of what's given is like for sure memorization do you think that they could be like changed in a way that wouldn't make them memorization
1: absolutely so anything that's multiple choice true or false those word matchings a lot of those are just memorization um i think you can write those questions to not be memorization but that takes a lot of skill and practice and i would say a teacher just fresh out of college doesn't have a lot of that practice and experience to know how to do that. Also, it's hard to grade things that aren't just rote memorization because I can't just do ABC, ABC, ABC and and grade it with a scantron or something. Um, So I do think most tests tend to reflect memorization. Um, I think that any test could be written in a way to where it could be showing, do you understand the concept instead of just, can you memorize it? So I do think TESH can and should be written more towards can you apply the concepts that you're learning rather than just rote memorization.
0: Studies have shown that 52% of students have felt that high school didn't prepare them for the workforce or the real world.
2: Do you think that there, that like a possibility of why it's being used is that there's too many students for so few teachers?
1: could be a little part of it, especially in high school. I have over 100 students that I see throughout my classes, which is a lot of grading. So to grade 100 essays or to grade 100 of those picture quizzes, that is, that's a lot of work. So I, I think that could play into it, especially for finals um, when we are given such a short time frame to get those finals graded and in the gradebook and finalize grades at the end of the semester. That's one of the reasons I do a multiple choice at the end of the semester, is because I simply don't have time to grade anything else. I need it to, to go through a drop.
0: So now that we have heard from a teacher and a student, it is clear to say that they both have some of the same thoughts when it comes to memorization in schools. They both agree that teachers use memorization because they can get too busy when they have too many kids to teach and they both agree that teachers should try to introduce a more free-thinking aspect to schools. A good thanks to Evan Ruff, Michael Hurt, and Jack Iverson for helping in the making of this episode. Also, a special thanks to Ford's Theater for giving us this opportunity to make these podcasts. Tune in next time for more of The Blue and Silver. Thank you.
3: We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll check out our other episodes.